0: All right, welcome to episode three. There's no uh, no cadence to this, no uh, no schedule here. So, they're gonna come out when uh, when the mood strikes me, and uh, the mood struck, definitely struck. Um, episode one was about Gorman's book, so you guys know I'm a Crows fan. Um, that's the Black Crows, and that's Steve Gorman. For those who uh, out of the loop here but uh so yeah this is uh this is an interesting time here for crows fans so i thought i'd chime in a bit you can check out episode one if you want wherever you get your podcast i believe it's there i'm using anchor and i think anchor lets them rip anywho uh so yeah you can do what you want you can go to these shows you cannot go to these shows have a fucking blast if you go uh and they can do what they want so let's just get that out of the way for everyone, you know, it's gonna be like, no, nah, he cares too much about this. Uh, let them do what they want. Yeah, I get it. They, let them do what they want. I understand. Let me just talk about it. All right. And I saw Magpie a couple of times as the crows fly. Not opposed to reincarnations. Not opposed to all these different changes. Always support these guys. Saw Ford and the Sinners. Even, I mean, every incarnation of the crows. Except for cease, I think I went over that in the first episode, so that's all out of the way. all right that's all out of the way now, if you read gorman's book which which the first episode's about, you can see how this was gonna play out. It's kind of crazy he must have he had to have known that they were doing this tour, and he had to have known to get his book out ahead of it. It's like here's what you're gonna see guys, and then here's what you saw. He basically lays it out how the Chris and Rich have to control the narrative. They're trying to do that now. How Chris can be a good soldier for the suits when necessary, when need be. He can play the role. Doing that to a T right now. All the talking points on Stern, on the NPR. Saying all the right things. Trimmed up. Ready to go. Sell some tickets. Book also talks about all they care about the bottom line. The brothers... That's obvious. How they need to control, that's obvious. How the band's theirs, that's obvious. Interesting about the book two is the Stern thing. Very interesting. They go on Stern to announce this. There's had to be something going on there, whether it's Stern getting paid or who knows. But Stern had to find out. Stern knows everything about everything. He knows what was said in that book about Chris. Maybe he just didn't give a shit. Maybe he laughed it off. Who knows? But the Stern connection odd in this whole thing. So now... They go on Stern. That was a bit awkward. Chris is saying all all the key lines. He's just towing the line of the suits. You can easily see that. They pretend they're getting the band together. There's no. That's not what's happening. Chris and Rich both say on Stern, uh, "They're the band. They're the Black Crows. They've always been the Black Crows." Oh, that's a fucking slap in the face to a few people. Uh, but. You know, you can see where they're coming from, but maybe not say that on, on, on Stern while everyone's listening when you just got reunited. Just fucking just burn the whole fucking bridge down and torch it. Um, they're to- they're <laughs> this is ridiculous. No jamming. And they're touring by playing. But in their own words, I heard it several times in different interviews. Their most commercially successful album. That's definitely Live Nation telling him to say both of those things. It's Chris Robinson, Mr. Jam Band himself, Mr. I Want to Be Jerry Garcia, the CRB for the past seven years. All they've been doing is fucking playing 15-minute long jams and, and magical mysteries and fucking all their bullshit with their gnomes and their fucking mushrooms. And, and I'm on this vagabond trip across the country, man. We're just playing the music in these gigs, man, in these clubs. That's Chris for the past seven years. Now he puts on a fucking... <laughs> he puts on a fucking uh, choir boy, uh, pastor, fucking evangelical, fucking looks like he's given a sermon blazer and trims up his beard. And now he's uh, you know, Mr. Straight Edge rock and roll guy who doesn't, you know, can't can't be uh, jamming anymore. Then he's using terms like the most punk rock thing. This is getting nauseating. I've heard him say this like five or six fucking times. I've seen it in fucking articles. The most punk rock thing they're doing right now, playing summer tour sheds, billed as their greatest hits, playing their most commercially successful album with a hired gun band is the complete opposite of the most punk rock thing, Chris. The amount of times you say it's the most punk rock thing, it's not. It's the least punk rock thing you can think of. Only only the Crows, a greatest hit show with no greatest hits. They don't have any greatest hits. Their greatest hits is Shake Your Money Maker. So they say, we're going to play Shake Your Money Maker plus the hits. <laughs> plus what hits? what's after that? What's the next thing you're gonna do? Ridiculous. Only they can do this. Their entire band was based on not having greatest hits, not having selling albums, playing small clubs and theaters to a devoted fan base with obscure covers, and uh, you know, jam, jam. Whether you like the jamming or not, phase. Even if you don't like the jamming phase, and then at least. Uh, you know, 92 to 94, or even after, uh, you know, Mark left. All of that. None of that has anything to do with the greatest hits. Or fucking summer sheds. You know who's going to be at those shows? 55 and over dudes who hadn't heard a Black Crow song since, since fucking Remedy came out. They're going to go, oh, let's go see the crows, man. They get some fucking Bud Lights, and they fucking sit up in the lawn, and they fucking jam to hard to handle and uh, twice as hard. And they, they go home and they're the headache and they fucking say they had a good time last night. That's what the crows are playing to. And there's going to be a half full fucking shed unless they get a cohead ladder soon. 20,000 seat sheds. They couldn't, they would never have been able to sell that out in their fucking peak, you know, post-94. Ridiculous, dude. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. It's only they can do this. Only they can do this. No Steve on drums If you've seen The Crows without Steve You know how much he's fucking uh, Needs to be there Even his book He basically Him and Rich learned how to play together That's the only guy who can play with Rich Is him and, and It's just absurd Okay he doesn't want to be there You don't want him there Don't call it The Crows Just do it So We're here now in February They got Possibly Brothers of a Feather tour That's all they should have done. That's it. They should have went on Stern. The two of them played acoustic and said, yeah, we're touring this Brothers of a Feather. We're finally getting back together, me and my brother. We're going to play these small clubs, acoustic set, and then we're going to have these guys come and join us on the stage and do some electric set of some Crows tunes and some covers and whatnot. And they would have fucking sold out seven nights in a row at the fucking Hammerstein Ball and they did, what was it, 05, whatever it was. That's what they should have done. But instead, they got into this fucking mess. And you could tell, I mean, you know, I'm not a mind reader, but just watching that NPR video, if anyone's seen it, that interview, it's so awkward. It just just looks awkward. It just feels awkward. It feels like they're playing a fucking part. It feels like they're saying fucking canned lines. There's nothing genuine or authentic about it. I mean, yes, you're going to go to the show. You're going to hear Chris sing. It's going to sound fucking good. But uh, Magpie probably sounded better, you know, at this point. At least it had, it had more Of the crows in it Than this does I mean And you can say Well you care too much About them Have fun and go to the show. Yeah I guess But you know At the same time What the fuck else Are you going to do right We're talking about it They're a band You invested a lot Of fucking time And energy And money into them You might as well Fucking talk about it right So that's what I'm doing So that's it man That's all I got Nine minutes Ten minutes I said, This is the podcast This ain't the podcast To waste your fucking time No fucking jingle at the beginning, no plugs, no sponsors, no nothing, just me fucking talking, ranting, 10 minutes in and out, all right? Check it out. Thanks.